Hello, everybody. I don't even know what day it is. How crazy is that? We're uh, working in a pandemic, everybody. Um, each day just blends into the next day. And um, I'm here with Alyssa Moss, who is, um, she's been visiting with us before. Alyssa, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career before we get going? Hi, my, my entire, do we have enough time? So my, <laughs> you have as much time as you need. Uh, right, we could sit here all day. Um, so I'm a co-founder of Momentum. Um, I have been in this industry of legal funding since 2007, where the two of us met. And uh, that that's... I don't know how much. How much well, I think you've been you've been on the podcast before, right? So yeah, I've hosted the podcast. Yeah. I've had an interview. So so Alyssa, Alyssa um, and I have been working together yeah. for a really long time, and we work in different offices. And what was really interesting is that I really, after COVID hit and we started working remotely, was concerned about the camaraderie of the office. I was concerned Alyssa was in the office running the inside. I was out a lot running the outside sales in our office. And I was concerned that it would be really difficult to work in this setting. And then came Zoom. And we really found that once Zoom came along, we hit our stride. We, we for some reason, seeing each other, we used to talk probably how many times a day, Alyssa? We talk yeah. all day. But now I mean, we're it, seeing each other, yeah, so it's even better. Zoom became my lifeline. Yeah, it really became my lifeline. I think the two of us, we figured out that communication was so much easier. It was my lifeline to the office and the staff. And, and we have two other offices with our Chicago office, our Tampa, our Clearwater office. I mean, that became just something that was unexpected through all of this, our ability to connect with all offices right not only i mean we have somebody in atlanta we have somebody in jacksonville so we were already zooming prior to the uh shutdown we would do well we tried everything else right remember that we tried every other thing we couldn't figure out one that worked and finally this was the one that was it worked for us right and actually believe it or not web and video conferencing tools saw a 500 percent increase in buyer activity in 2020 as a result of this virus. And Zoom, obviously, we were using it, but it came into the um, limelight. And because we already had a little bit of a heads up on how to use it, and we were already using the platform, we just moved it right into our management style and our team meetings were all put through Zoom. And we found that our business not only continued to thrive, but we brought in more business. We felt like we had more connection more communication, our business rhythms got better from it. And we're excited about, you know, where that was going. And then we hit a little Zoom fatigue. So that's a new word in the vocabulary of business now, even to the point where some of my friends will want to have a Zoom book club after hours. And I tell them I absolutely no more. can't do it, right? <laughs> I, so it's affected right. my social no life because I don't want to Zoom with my friends at night. No. I'm so tired by the end of the day of... of st- Do you find yourself using the word Zoom now instead of FaceTiming? I, like, instead of Teams, I said, let's get on a Zoom. Like, it's, it's like using a Kleenex. Right. You know, it's become a new verb. It's not just a, you know, a company. We now all use it as a verb. Absolutely. 
Um, it, it's definitely changed the landscape for business. So there's a lot of good things in it, and I want to go into what you and I found. But first, let's define Zoom fatigue and talk about a little bit of why it happens. So it's mental exhaustion that professionals feel as a result of any type of video conferencing, especially when you're involved in more than one call a day. And it happens because, and I this is all very interesting, and it's, it, I was wondering, like, how could this, I, when I was physically in the car and running through airports and presenting in front of hundreds of people during, you know, conferences, that didn't feel as exhausting for some reason as this. And the reason we did a little research into this, that this happens, is because your brain has to work harder to process the nonverbal cues over video. And you're also hyper aware of the image of yourself staring back at you on video and you become really conscious of your appearance in the setting. <laughs> um, and it feels like you have a lot of eyes on you at all times, unlike in face-to-face -face meetings. I mean, that is one thing I notice is that, you know, in the morning when I'm getting ready, I'm like, oh, I've got to put on makeup, even though I'm working from home because I'm going to be on these Zoom calls. And it can be easy to get distracted when you're on a laptop and you could also be checking emails, but when you're on Zoom, sometimes that multitasking doesn't work because you're gonna be perceived as rude. And sometimes tech fails and the connections are slow, so the sound can be distorted and it causes some issues for that reason as well. So that's a lot, you know, as far as what's going on, but tell us like you're on Zoom, Melissa, like more than half the day, right? So, uh, yeah, we were talking about 70% of the day. But I also feel like when you're in person, you get that energy from the other people, right? You feed off of each other's energy. You have that physical energy. And this, it's, you're connecting with people. I think the beauty of it for us and what we saw with our teams is you actually get to see the people. We used to do the Zoom, right? We'd all sit around the board table. You have the Clearwater office. We have somebody in Jacksonville, somebody in Atlanta, somebody in Chicago. And then you have a couple people at a conference table, but you couldn't see their faces or facial. So it worked for us for that reason because you could connect with individuals faces but it's a great point like you're you're on all day and you might have 15 cubes of faces staring back at you and and you do have to be on and we were talking about it earlier but there's there's different types of zooms right where they are really interactive and they start off a little bit more social and then you have ones where one person's presenting and you have to sit there and you have to be interested and you can't look at your phone and you have to listen to the presenter and maybe it's not the most exciting topic or we've both been on the flip side of it when we are the ones presenting and you're looking at either 20 boxes of people that are trying to pay attention to you and you're trying to keep them engaged or what's worse is when you you're talking to people and it's just their name or it's just their right. picture. I don't like you're, that. You're trying to be yeah. engaging and you have no reaction yeah. from them. So that's been the tough part for me. Yeah. I, so I have a funny story about um, Alyssa and I managing together on a Zoom call. Alyssa, do you remember this one? So I'm texting her while I'm running a meeting and one of my sales execs, our sales execs, is not paying attention. And we've had you know, there's about eight people on a Zoom call. It's a really important Monday meeting. And eight times in a row, this, and she's working. I mean, believe me, I don't think she's not working, but it's starting to really agitate me because on every single call, she is completely distracted, not paying attention, looking at something else, muting herself on another call, and it starts to build. So by the eighth time, 
this happened, I just, you know, Alyssa just finally texted her and we called her afterwards and said, it's so, you don't even realize that you're doing it probably, but it feels really, really like rude. And we really want you I don't focused. Think, and so that was, yeah, you know, I don't our, think people understand when you're the one, because we we're usually more on the speaking end of it, right? We're leading the Zoom, we're giving sales trainings, we're giving CLEs, and people don't realize how rude it feels. I mean, how about this when they turn like and they're staring at another computer screen and they're just and they don't realize how rude it feels. Like imagine you're sitting. There. Yeah. Okay. So imagine if you're just sitting in a room with somebody and they turn their back on you or they turn sideways and they're only half listening to you. So it's it's funny, the Zoom thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. And then we just had a Zoom interview prior to this and <laughs> I was enjoying watching Alyssa's face and my other sales uh, manager's face while they were interviewing this woman. So I was observing how bored they looked in an interview setting. And that just made me know right away that this wasn't gonna work. I actually watched their facial ex uh, expressions interviewing the person. But back to the right. fatigue. So we, we think that it, in the setting that we're in, it's a great solution being able to you know FaceTime and Zoom with, with people, whether you're in meetings or with clients. But what do you do when you're really exhausted and you hit that fatigue? And I do have a couple ideas of ways to do this, and maybe you can add some, Alyssa, as well. Um, first of all, scheduling regular breaks. We have Monday morning meetings where we go from 8.45 until 11.30, and so we try to break in between each hour. We don't do a good job at that, but. Yeah, we need to do a better job. <laughs> um, so breaks are a good idea. Getting something to eat, going outside and getting some fresh air, all great ideas. Um, another idea is what about having a day off the for um, one day off a week from the Zoom. I think that would That's be a, good a, healthy, idea. a healthy thing. Just an entire day that you're not Zooming. If you need to talk to people, you just have a regular old fashioned conversation. Right, right. Um, and then obviously reducing the stimuli on your screen and reduce distractions because, you know, that could be, I think we're all pretty good about where we're working from and the fact that there aren't a lot of distractions. Right. And. The next one is something we've talked about. Avoid the multitasking as much as possible. So I know that I'm I'm a cult. This is something I'm not good at, and I think it just creates mental exhaustion. Like while we were just interviewing somebody, I put them on mute, and I put them on uh, no video conference, and I had to get on a client call, and then I wasn't engaged in that call because I was trying to listen to the interview and then I it just it's too much you know I think right. that we're trying to do too much and if we were in the office setting we wouldn't push ourselves to these limits we just do it um, a different way in the office yeah and the other thing is say no to unnecessary calls I'm trying to do that as well if I don't have anything to really talk about with the people I'm like nah, I can't make that call <laughs> so that's my advice about the Zoom fatigue and how to combat it. I think also like you're really good, Alyssa, at like working out in the morning. And I've been doing more of the outdoor workouts and walking and yoga and things that you can do to like kind of push your body so that when you're sitting all day long in front of a screen, you've got that balance. Yeah, I think one thing that's helped me, we were talking about it earlier, but 
being, you know, in when we were in the office and everyone's in the office, you have that social interaction just without even realizing it. You walk by, how was your weekend? What, what, oh, you got a new outfit. What's going on? You know, all that stuff. And incorporating that into the Zooms, you don't want to make it your all day thing. And when you have 20 people on the same Zoom asking everybody questions, that gets difficult. So having some social component for a few minutes, I think is, it feels good to people and they feel human again and they like that interaction and then ending with that, I think is helpful. Yeah, I that's think- a great. That's a great idea. And when then- it happens on Monday, I have like 10 minutes, I get right. up early. So I get to just see what everyone's talking about and I, I do like that part of it. That's fun. I think the hardest part is when you're when you are doing those presentations and trying to keep it light. And I think you do a good job at this, but keeping it interactive with the people so they feel they're not sitting there falling asleep. They're not sitting there and, and then being aware of yourself. So you're not going on and on and on for 20 minutes without that interaction. Like we just saw, um, we've seen that before in interviews. So that's yeah. my, my feedback. Um, I presented this week an hour long legal education course to about 30 lawyers. And it was so hard because I had shared my screen. So I'm reading off the PowerPoint and I can't see the other people. And I have no idea. Are they engaged? Are they interested? Are they bored and sleeping? And it makes it just feel uncomfortable. And I kept saying there's a chat room. I actually learned how to use it. It was pretty good on yeah. this last, where they can ask questions on the, and then the other sales execs would come in and say, oh, somebody has a question about this. And it made it more interactive. I liked that component of it. I like those chat rooms where they can ask questions and then you could respond through the chat so everyone's not going at once. Right. Um, and then I was thinking too, maybe planting some moles in there where you would say, hey, can you ask me a question on this? And that way you're actually- Yeah, that's a great idea. You're, you're creating that interaction. But I, you know, a lot of times I'll scroll through to see faces and I'll call somebody out. Yeah, um, I did that on that. I said, hey, I'm yeah. gonna just punt that over to you and what do you think of that? And yeah. that got everybody talking. And once one person says something, then everybody else chimes in. So that's helpful as well. Um, So, you know, listen, I mean, we're hoping that this doesn't go on forever, but I think that for us, it's really worked well. And, um, oh, another thing, a Zoom light. That's always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Alyssa discovered a Zoom light that makes her look a little more bright and cheerful. Yes, the LumiCube. And wait, there's more. The LumiCube is really good, but Zoom has this now, it makes your appearance better. It fades it so you're not so like in high definition. And it- Oh, where's that? I need It has a setting for low, it has a setting for low light too. So if you go to SAP video, you could choose your video filter or your background, right? So the filter, you could touch up my appearance which I may have done that before, and adjust for low light. So I used to always have this problem in my office. My office is, my my computer screen faces windows, so I have like the wrong facing light. So getting the light was always, you know, trying to figure that out. And so that that's a new well, you, feature you for Zoom. You look really good today, Alyssa. Well, thanks. Thank you. It's the lighting. Um, <laughs> 
So it's clear that technology like video conferencing and Zoom is really changing the way we work. And it's a huge driving force behind innovation and transformation. And we would love to talk to more law firms about how you use video conferencing or other tools, especially now, that make you more effective. So if you're interested, call us and we can get you on our podcast. We're having a lot of fun with this podcast. It's all about how to run your law firm as a business, ideas that are really transforming the way that we work. And we just are very fortunate that we have the opportunity to present to all of you and looking forward to next week where we'll come up with something, either somebody great to interview or another great idea to talk about. 